0: On today's episode, we dive into some recent DVC news and discuss a few other topics like how intellectual properties are impacting Disney and are they a problem? Welcome back to another episode of the Off the Monorails Podcast. I'm yours truly, Jordan, joined today by Justin and Ryan. Hey guys.
1: Hey, what's up, Jordan? What's going on, man.
0: Hey, man. Just uh just chilling and living the life. But I'm so glad I'm talking to you guys. So um we yeah. keep
2: it real and have fun around here.
0: <laughs> Got to. So how do you guys feel? So something that did happen uh recently uh that we haven't had a chance to discuss yet. Um how do you guys feel about the new the newly announced um DVC tower at Polynesian Resort?
1: I th- I think it's sweet as far as like the concept art. It looks sweet, but I I don't really understand with like the park capacity issues already why they're wanting to add more capability and and capacity to resorts. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not quite picking that up yet.
0: Yeah. You can get the argument of like, Hey, we can't handle the crowd of people. So let's enable a larger crowd to be closer to the parks.
1: Yeah. (laughs) When it's like, we're not selling annual pass holders, but Hey, come get a DVC. That's a fair argument. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 not picking up what they're putting down on that yet.
0: Yeah. And it's another it's another case of, you know, so the for those of you that don't know, uh, Disney has announced that they're going to be building a new DVC tower at the Polynesian Resort. Um, it will be built on the former sites of the luau. Correct. So the luau was closed um, at the time of pandemic closure um, in March of 2020. And it never reopened with the resort uh, reopening. Sadly. Um, And so now with this announcement, this officially makes it permanently gone for for the foreseeable future unless they resurrect it into another area completely. Right. Um, But anyone that's visited that resort, stayed at a resort, you know there's not a lot of property not a lot of extra real estate to give up there that's why they're building that tower on the site of that show so um yeah it's it's one of those that's it's a little bit of catch-22 right like hey it's something new it's something it's i'm guaranteed it's going to be really nice right like it's a it's a deluxe resort um dbc is super popular um and, uh, we, we can, we can get into absolutely get into DVC, um, at another time and date. But, you know, that concept is really nice, um, to be able to stay at the Polynesian would be fantastic. It's a fantastic resort. Um, and so there's a lot of attractiveness there, right? But at the same mm-hmm. time, you're giving up a lot of tradition. A lot of that Luau mm-hmm. show has been around for decades, and you're seeing a lot of the traditional aspect of Disney die um, in, in lieu of essentially more hotel space. Yeah, so that people can spend their money on. Um, so, yeah, it's it's cool on one hand, and on another, it's it's sad. So another another funny part about this whole thing was so. There was a park, River Country, USA, that sat next to uh, Fort Wilderness. Correct. Uh, and that was basically has been vacant since the mid-90s. Um, and a few years ago, Disney announced a very similar project. Um, is going to be called Reflections, a Disney lakeside lodge. Uh, it was going to be a DVC resort. Um, it's going to be wooded themed and it's going to sit right next to Fort Wilderness and be a new, be a new DVC resort. Um, they began clearing out all that land. Um, there are still construction walls um, around that and dirt built up around that uh, property uh, today. Yeah. Yep. Um, but they seemingly stopped on that project in the middle of the pandemic and now disney's Disney's fallen silent on that project, but then they announced this project on the polynesian property and it some of the some of the concept art of this polynesian project they even look similar like they do yeah it's it's pretty insane um so that also makes you wonder like okay, did they kind of just like fit those reflections plans to, to fit into the Polynesian Yeah. That's what aesthetic.
1: I'm thinking. Kind of killed two birds with one yeah. stone.
0: So I think they're like, Oh, well we've got this luau show that we're not going to have any people work at anymore. And so we've got this quote unquote vacant property. Let's um let's take those hotel plans that we were, that were going to cost us way more money to develop that untapped property. You know, if, if you think about all the, the lines and the water and everything. They've got to
1: and pay an impact fees yeah, and the,
0: yeah, the, the, they have instant infrastructure there on that Polynesian property. They can just tap into. So yeah, it'll be cool because it will be new, new rooms. Hopefully fingers crossed that it brings at least one bedroom options to, uh, the Polynesian. That's something that's absolutely missing at that resort. Um, because especially for DVC rooms, all you can get are the studios, um, or you can get the bungalows. And so you can either sleep four to five people or like eight to 10 people. Um, so there's no, there's no one bedroom option, uh, which is usually what, you know, my family tries to book, um, considering the the little one. So, um, yeah, the, so that aspect, it'll be great. I'm sure it'll be super nice themed. All the finishes will be great. Um, but again, the other side of that coin is you're you're giving up you're giving up a, f- a few things for that.
2: So what I'm going to mention is you know between mine and Jordan's time being at Disney more than what Ryan has in the past handful of years, uh, Jordan, does this feel like uh, Grand Casino Tower Part Two to you?
0: I mean, a little bit. I I I, I getting those vibes. I've, So I fully understand the need that Grand Casino Tower was. You know, if you think about Coronado Springs Resort as whole, right, it's a convention center resort um, with also a regular hotel side. And they needed a premium option for some of these convention center guests you know there's a few of the convention center type properties on disney property right um you've got the contemporary you've got yacht club um and you've got coronado springs i'm not sure if there's any others or not no, excluding so. like swan or dolphin um, cuz i think they technically have the space but i'm not going to count those um so i could see i could see the need for grand asino tower and honestly i thoroughly enjoy Grand Estino Tower. I haven't stayed there, but I've been to Barcelona Lounge. That lobby is fantastic. Um, we just recently, uh, my wife Melissa and I, just recently went back to Toledo, um, which is their restaurant on the top floor of the tower. Um, and it was great. Um, also, side note, there is a full dining review of that that dining experience there of dinner there, uh, on our blog. So be sure to check that out as well. Um, and so I get it, I get the, I get the need that that tower and that project fulfilled for that resort. It was definitely a missing piece. And honestly, I probably, so I've stayed at Coronado when it was built and before it was built. Mm. And I'll say that my experience of staying at the resort was better because of the amenities that that tower provided so i get that and it's not a dvc property either right, right? so that's a little different thing too um i it, it it feels a little different to me it feels like i mean if i'm just going to be completely honest I, it feels like disney said we have these plans we need to do something with them because we need to get some more money uh from people staying on 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 property and you know you think about it like A lot of these properties were closed for, you know, better part of two years and they need to make up that money. And what's a better way to do that than to not only uh, get people to stay there, but people to get to buy into contracts for, you know, 50 years to stay there. So,
2: yeah. And and you bring up another good point here. So if this is the route they're going to go, then why are we delaying on character experiences being at? dining locations because Ahana's still missing their you know character meet and greets while Artist Point just opens up and they still have theirs carrying on like usual. So and, and Chef, Chef Mickey, Mickey's
0: yeah. and and House. So it makes you it I, makes
2: you really wonder like their angle with everything.
0: Yeah. Who knows, man? Like that's just a mixed bag of goods, right there, right? Like, you're what message are you sending Correct. if you allow it in one place but you don't allow it in the other? Yeah, they're cherry picking. and
2: let's face it, here lately they've been in the news for back and forth undecidedness, you know. So we're seeing we're seeing some consistency in that right now, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I guess that's to be determined.
1: Well, well something I've learned, not even just being as an adult and whole. But even just like seeing the things that's been either taken away or changed throughout this whole pandemic process at Disney, nostalgic people get their feelings hurt very easily. <laughs> very, yes. And um, it, you know, change is good. Change is always, you know, in hindsight, it's a step forward. But you know, some of these traditions, like people, people come to Disney and become lifelong. DVC members are pass holders because of tradition. Yeah, Some of that tradition needs to stay alive. I understand that there's things that will evolve and grow, but man, you're kind of, you're kind of getting away from the bread and butter of what, what became this to begin with. Mm-hmm. So that's my take on it. But, um, did they, uh, did they ever
0: open up Lilo's playhouse again? Or no. is, it, is it closed? Yeah. I, that's a great question. I, uh, yeah. So, I can, all I can tell you is, so we were able to stay there. Uh, we are, this is at the Polynesian, um, uh, playhouse is like a, uh, it's a youth and children's like, um, club that you can sign up the kids for, let them stay there for duration of your stay and, and hang out and play stuff like that. Um, it hasn't been open since we've stayed there. Uh we we were able to stay the Polynesian in September of 2020 and we were also able to stay there in um in October of 21 and uh, both of those stays um that was not open. And we most recently uh went to the Polynesian for uh, breakfast at Kona Cafe, um, just a just a few weeks ago, and it was. We walked past it, and it was still still looked closed. So, um, said I'm not sure if they're gonna if they're gonna reopen that. Um, I've to. got a theory behind it. Okay. So, you know how like the
1: newer rooms are Moana themed? Yes. So I kind of feel like they're getting away from the whole Lilo and Stitch theming. Because it's slightly dated. Because mm. think about it: that Stitch hasn't come back to Ohana. Yeah, Lilo's playhouse is going away. The new rooms have been revamped to Moana. Yeah.
0: Fair point. So it, that is I a fair point. If you also process. consider the that the the final signage for the Stitch attraction and Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom, that final signage was just removed this past week as well. So right, um, basically all signs of Stitch have been removed from the theme parks. Um, and slowly, but surely it feels like, yeah, it's, it's being removed from the Polynesian. I will say though, and this is, this was something that I noticed. Um, again, we were just there a few weeks ago and they, the amount of merchandise that was Stitch themed and Stitch related was actually more than I had ever seen at the Polynesian clearance sale. Everything must go. <laughs> That's what yeah. that is. No, but these were, these were new items. These were new items. I'd never seen them. And so I, it was just very interesting because the Polynesians kind of like become this uh, collection of all Polynesia inspired themes. Um, so not only do you have Lilo and Stitch, which were the primary AP theme that you, that were added to it when it came out. Um, but, um, but you also lately, not only, and then you get the addition of the Moana theme rooms and hallways and things like that, but you also got like some of the Olomel characters and some Alani um, merchandise there too which I could see that because Alani was closed for a longer duration during the pandemic. And so I could see why they probably are trying just to not only get rid of some of that merchandise um, and make up some sales that way, but also it is a nice way and gives someone a chance to get some of that merchandise that couldn't get over to Hawaii for it. Um right. so there's a little bit of a, of a silver lining there, but. Yeah, it's kind of a it's just a weird mixture right now. The Polynesian, um, because boy. well, and like well, also they're they're rolling out like the Stitch crashes
1: these different yeah. movies, mm-hmm. you know, the magic bands and the plushies. Yeah, yeah, they're still actively rolling those out. So like,
2: yeah, but I mean Stitch is still a big figure for them. Oh, but yeah, I think for Polynesian itself, they're going through the a retheming progress and and somewhere in in the space of time, I can hear join the rock uh, Johnson, just singing. You're welcome. (laughs) You know, just getting ready for, you know, Moana to move in and take over the Polynesian, uh, resort. Uh, bit shortly. They're doing it.
0: Yeah, this is, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad we got into this on this topic of IPs, uh, getting involved at Polynesian brings up a whole nother conversation. um, and that is, do you, like the Polynesian let's just use the Polynesian example and run with it. So you know you had the Polynesian that was there basically opening day, right, of a Walt Disney World resort, and you if you go through the hallways of the Polynesian and uh, the Grand Ceremonial Hall, um, you know you'll see those photos from old Polynesian resort. And you see some of the pictures of the lobbies and the rooms. Um, You know, you've got some of the older characters in there as well. And you can, you can, some of that stuff absolutely feels and looks dated. But at the same time, I appreciate the historical aspect of that. And, you know, so we talk about, you know, then like, Lilo and Stitch. At some point, Disney was like, "Hey, we got a, we've got a movie based in Hawaii. Uh, we've got this resort that could be in Hawaii. Like, let's put these characters there, right?" And so there, there comes Lilo and Stitch. And then now, you know, the hit that Moana was, and you know, now it's breaking through to to the rooms. Um, and that, and so you asked the question, Ryan, like, is this now the transition to? to Moana fully, you know, away from stitch. Um, but that makes me wonder the question of, are they trying to inject this IP completely to the Polynesian and almost like get rid of the traditional Polynesian look and feel and what it is. Um, and that, that, if that's the case, that kind of concerns me. very, you know if you consider the um you know the the recent rides and attractions and the updates that that Disney's doing you know they it's essentially an IP injection into everything everything becomes IP based yeah and i know this was a strategy they started a while back but you know every there's not there's not many original rides anymore. Right. Like everything is based off of a movie, you know? So it's, I don't know. It's, it's a little bit of a drag because they, sometimes they try to stretch it out. You know, like, could you imagine like, um, like, um, like Space Mountain? Could you imagine like Space Mountain, like being turned into like an IP attraction? I would not want that at (sighs) all. Right. Right. Because it was there, right? Like, it, because it's an older attraction, right? And so, like, you just want that, you want that attraction to be what it is. Yes. But, so, like, that's a right example. And then you got this hotel example. And it's just, it's, you know, I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree with that.
1: Well, and it's, it's kind of based off the premise that, like, okay, it worked with this. Let's try it with everything now. Mm -hmm. it's like if if you do it with one or two things cool mix it up a little but like don't flood it with everything with the same concept and mindset like it becomes watered down it almost seems
0: like zero effort like it just seems like a
1: grab yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm totally with you on that
0: and well you think about like go ahead well i
2: was going to reference back to your space mountain uh example it kind of feels like they did tried to test some things because they do some overlays uh, for like star wars themed and uh uh oh, yeah. stuff like that and there was another one that they did for uh space mountain and disneyland i can't remember exactly what it is off the top of my head uh, but they did a overlay theme uh on the ride without actually changing the ride itself uh but just elements within the ride uh that they have mm-hmm. abilities to change they did that for you know x amount of time so i want to say that they would probably test like that versus Mm -hmm. completely destroying and rebuilding uh, a new uh attraction um yeah with this um i mean they they with disney cutting out the luau and that section of the polynesian property for them to cut that part out And build DVC room towers there. That's kind of like a huge change. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, they they gave up a a bonus little add-on amenity to staying at the Polynesian that's been around for quite some time. And now they're Mm -hmm. wanting to inject DVC rooms in the form of a tower.
1: Yeah. So
2: yeah. it makes you wonder, like, what swung that direction for them? Like, because they must be seeing some incredible uh, return on investments for this, you know, to project to to really, you know, return an investment for them. Have
1: you seen how much the rooms cost?
2: I'm sure I'm that's sure. a return exactly. on investment. But it it, it, yeah. it
1: lends you to the the mindset of what's next to go.
2: Correct, that's what I was leading up to. Right.
0: that's
1: what scares me
0: what what's next well you 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 think about this right like it wasn't that long ago that um you know the ride in Epcot you know that is now frozen, correct just uh, just you know five six seven now years so. ago that was not frozen, so that was injected and changed because of the success of that ride. Right, so Maelstrom had no ties to a Disney movie whatsoever. Right, and it was a different type of journey, and it it represented um, Norway more uh, historically. And then they just said, "Okay, well, we're just going to put this IP into this ride, and it's it'll be popular because everybody loves right, it. and people already
2: it. attract to that. So right. you know, they're, yeah. they're going to tell so they ride the ride story still. In the form of Frozen,
0: and then you've
1: got yeah. the concept of like you know uh, Splash Mountain getting a Princess and the Frog theme, correct? Or mm-hmm. Country Bear Jamboree becoming a Toy Story marionette show. Right. Um, yeah. it's just it's everything, it, but you yeah. better not mess with Space Mountain. It's a Small World or Haunted Mansion.
2: Uh, let's Don't not mess. With forget those. about Tiki Room either because they tried Tiki that. Room and some people spoke up and got it switched back yeah oh
1: yeah. you can't you can't yeah, swing. they, they test it out you can't swing away from what made you become what you are
2: mm-hmm. and honestly you could throw in uh the uh carousel of progress too yeah yeah and honestly i think out of all of them that we just named i think carousel be the first one to go i think, Absolutely. I think everyone would agree. it's definitely
0: it's the oldest i mean it's the oldest attraction right I I mean, the one with the that attraction yeah, but it's so yeah. good, and yeah, no one still has relevance. Yeah, no one's going in there, but it was built, you know, years before Disney World was built, yeah, like you know, the World before Magic Kingdom. And I'm built. even willing to say yeah. that
2: it's it's minimal technology. So honestly, they're not losing a whole lot there. Yeah. You know,
0: so no, no, that's prime real estate. You look at that. I mean, that's that is in the corner of the park with standing next to one of the most you know dynamic icons in the park. Yep. Uh, you know, and it's essentially going to be right next to another icon of Tron when it yep. opens. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a matter of time, sadly, for that same. attraction. Um, because again, it's just another, another piece of history. And, you know, we, we went back to this like nostalgia piece, right? And that people will get up in arms about it and very easily. And But in the same, the same token, like, I am all about new attractions and new rides and new experiences. Can't wait for Tron to open, but I want, I still want that Disney history. Like I still want that to be part of the park. That's, that's part of what makes it
1: special. Well, especially for a generational aspect. Where Correct. It, yeah. You take your kids there and you tell them, well, I remember when your, your grandma and grandpa used to take me here to ride this ride. Right. Yes. It creates a story. It creates a legacy.
0: Yeah. I mean that's that's why it was made. Mm -hmm. That's why this whole park was made was to leave a legacy. And you know, it's it is crazy that like we're talking about things that our children may never experience or you know, their children may never experience. You know, like even even us, right? Like if you look at the problems of a of a intellectual property um setup, you look at Hollywood studios. Oh, that's a perfect example. you know, like, I still have photos of us three playing in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids play zone at Hollywood Studios, that which was then MGM. MGM. And that's all said and gone. Um, you know, and it's just the... There's so many things that we could look back on. I would have loved to be able to take my kid... Even though that movie doesn't really apply to his his age group you right. know, now, but like that's the whole problem with these IPs is like they're going to come and go. Like some of these storylines don't don't channel over. Don't don't tend to go as far as they may think. Yeah. And so it's going to be interesting interesting to see like which ones stand the test of time. You know you you've got Toy Story. that's just about a comment on that. Spans some. They've spanned some uh, multiple generations now, right? Because they reiterated. We grew up with
2: it, so right, it's adapted to us, and we see how long it can carry. But there's going to come a time when they're going to have to cross that road, and you know, we may be in some of these people that are up in arms, being like, "No, that's a great freaking land. Like, why, why are we destroying it and changing it into something of you know, whatever it may be." you know we yeah. are eventually going to end up crossing that road ourselves but how long will toy story stand it has relevance now but does it have relevance 20 years down the road from now
1: well and see yeah. i appreciate our generation cuz i do feel like the generation that we grew up in and even as adults we honor nostalgia to a high degree so some of these things will carry some weight years down the road especially like galaxy's edge star wars is always going to mm-hmm. have a nostalgic aspect to mm-hmm. it um but that's a whole. Other, well, it already does yeah. it's, 50, it's nearly 50 exactly, years old anyway exactly. exactly so you got people that are you know old enough to be our parents that are going to galaxy's edge and and feeling nostalgic much to the sense yeah. like we do going to toy story land mm-hmm. and um so I, I appreciate the the whole nostalgic value of it but yes there are some storylines that won't hold that that nostalgic credit for that long yeah and it's it's unfortunate i guess we'll
0: yeah i guess we'll see man you know like there's still a lot of a lot of things up in the air for for some of these legacy things and it's an interesting dynamic and it's an interesting time for for disney because you know you've you've got the you've got the recovery piece of the pandemic and trying to deal with that and and recover fully from from that loss right but um and they've got to make up for it as quickly as possible um but also not piss everybody off in the immediately you know in the same token so um it's a it's going to be an interesting next few years to see what really happens and i was around all and i that. was
2: going to comment and expand on that but look how much has changed in the last 5 to 6 years since we started becoming pass holders
0: oh yeah like even yeah. Ryan in the past year there's been so yeah. much change. And and look what's coming, right? Like right now, Epcot, half of Epcot is under construction, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you look at multiple parts of Magic Kingdom under construction right now and will be soon. And the damn train um, still ain't running. Um, <laughs> correct. <laughs> that damn train, man. Um, So, yeah, it's one of those. It's just like you've got all those factors. You know, you look at just three years ago, um Toy Story Land didn't exist. Yeah, that's why uh you, Galaxy's Edge Galaxy's didn't exist. Edge, I
2: remember it getting built. Yep.
0: It, um Riviera.
2: Riviera getting built. Didn't exist. I remember watching
0: uh Grand Estino yeah. Tower was being built. Uh, you, yeah. We went through there was there's been Tron was the, the skyline being built from a, I remember the watching the eyeliner was being Yeah. So there's this there's a lot, there's a the last 5 years have been insane right when you think about the progress of what's changed at disney and that's just like the the some of the rides and attractions and lands and you think about like the hotel example of riviera but even some of the renovations at the hotels like you got new renovations that uh at wilderness lodge that were copper creek you know that opened you you get some some there's been some crazy things that have happened just in the last five years. And I think we're still in that window of, okay, well that pand- the pandemic slowed it down. The pandemic absolutely slowed that wave of change so like down. Like a block of 10 but years. We're you're this- saying
2: that they were planning on
0: making adjustments
2: yes. and it's just going to be what it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. And now they've adjusted because of that pandemic effect. And now we're starting to see that next ripple. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's amazing that, that Ryan never experienced Epcot the way it was. Right. 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 Like Ryan never went to electric umbrella. Never. He never oh, went man. to the original Coke. You yeah. Know. Um, and so it's just going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how now, like people take it. Right. Like, and so. Yeah, we're just we're just in that next section uh uh in that next wave and it's gonna be interesting to see see where it and goes. It
2: really makes you ponder like where they would be had the pandemic never happened.
0: Yeah, it makes yeah. you wonder just I think how would... much
2: would be done and exactly yeah. what I mean, several projects got canceled. I can't recall some yeah. off the top of my head, but several projects were canceled just because of the pandemic. Uh, And I'm not talking like one or two. I'm talking like a handful. So yeah. it makes you wonder where they would be had the pandemic never happened. Because who knows, this DVC that we're talking about at Poly, do you think it would still be on the docket? You yeah. never know.
1: Well, and like, I'm no capital investment mogul. But instead of the <laughs> damn tower You're not at Polynesian, you know what I'd rather see that money get put to? connect the, the freaking all-star resorts to the Skyliner route. Yeah. Or, or make a whole nother Skyliner for animal kingdom lodge and Coronado to connect to animal kingdom.
0: Yep. Something like that. That would be, that that would be incredible. Yeah. And there's gotta be, there's gotta be plans for that, right? Like there's gotta be a section, uh, a second or third phase of, of the Skyliner because that is one of my biggest deterrent from from Coronado Springs. That resort, I, I spoke with, about the addition of, of the Grand Asino Tower and the impact that it had on that resort and how much better of a resort that it made it. It would be even better if you didn't have to take a bus for transportation. everywhere, Because that is your only Disney-provided transportation Correct. option at that resort. Yep. And so you are... You've got some great amenities, but you're still disconnected. Like it's, and it's very odd. It's like that you would have, you'd be paying for that moderate resort. It's the only moderate resort that doesn't have any secondary mode of transportation other than the bus. So pretty
2: much anything western of uh, Hollywood Studios feels disconnected. You could throw Blizzard Beach in there. You could throw, uh, like you said, the all star resorts, all three of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. f- if they could figure a way To tie them in to the existing Skyliner uh, yeah. That would be awesome If not, ha- at least have them The ability to have their own Skyliner Station yeah. mm-hmm. uh, To get them to and from Because, like, You could tie in Animal Kingdom Lodge To that as well Since Animal Kingdom is right there So yeah. it, there's an option there And not only that, I-, I guarantee you The sight lines going over Animal Kingdom would be amazing from the Skyliner.
0: It would be incredible. So it would be incredible. I'm trying to think logistically, right? Like thinking about Animal Kingdom and Animal Kingdom Lodge more specifically, how you would do it. How you would do it for Animal Kingdom Lodge in a way that doesn't interfere with the animals. With the with the animals And with the, you know, with the traffic pattern and just in general, like sometimes I may not want to see those cars. Yeah. Going across the sky. True. Whenever I'm utilize the tree lines. Yeah. Correct. Tree lines. Yeah. I just, you know, like it's really cool going, like going over Caribbean beach, right? Like all the rooftops and all the colors, but in the same time, it's like when you're, at caribbean beach and you got people staring at you (laughs) yeah well like if you're on the beach front there like laying in a hammock or you know or if you're just like in one of the pools or whatever like if i'm like supposed to be at this resort where i'm just like escaping and i'm like supposed to be transported to the caribbean guess what I don't have a gondola <laughs> flying over my head in the Caribbean, I you know, like 20. on the beach. Uh, it is. It's a solid point. It is. It's one of those, it's like, it's catch okay, like I love the transportation option that the Skyliner provides, but I don't necessarily always want it there, you know, like on top of my resort. And so it's like, okay, well, Jordan, if you're asking for something else, like another way of transportation, like where are you going to take? Um, so yeah, it is catch 22. I'm asking for two different things in the same time. Um,
2: and I'll give Disney the credit where it's due for the layout that they have for the current Skyliner. I think they did an amazing job with it.
0: Yeah. It's almost, it's perfect. almost
2: perfect. Um, cause I remember I was stayed at a Caribbean beach while <laughs> Riviera was being yep. built across the pond. Yep. And the Skyliner station was being built at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: trying you didn't to have any out, transportation no, no, there was nowhere um yeah. so trying to imagine like what they were building and how it would work like you you can imagine how a lot mm-hmm. of people felt staying there during that time, but now seeing it functional they they really did an amazing job now, to Jordan's point here, could they have moved the uh the section that goes over? the uh caribbean beach uh resort that goes towards uh riviere could they have moved them some i think there could have been some but you don't know what the zoning laws were that they had to fight through to get this yeah um pipelines you know you just don't know what all prevented them from moving it you know 10 15 20 however many feet they needed to get it away <laughs> from going directly over the roofs of resorts so there's, there's probably a, an explanation to that where we're not going yeah, to get sure. it, but, um, but it's a valid point that you do bring up, you know, when you're on vacation that you're on the beach, you, you don't, you don't see a damn gondola coming over your head with a crowd full <laughs> of seven people in it, you know, while yeah. you're on the beach in uh, Jamaica, you know, you just don't see yeah. that. So mm-hmm. I, I, I see your point.
1: Sometimes that oh, step forward is a little too far forward.
0: So. Yeah, but hey, you know, like, also, what would we do without it? You know, exactly. Because that, you wouldn't, I you mean, wouldn't get it, me it really changed.
2: It really, it really changed Disney for the good. Yeah, it, really it did.
0: did. I mean, I remember staying at Pop Century before, mm-hmm. you know, before the Skyliner, and so you had to drive. Like, you either were on that bus or you had to drive, yep. and the bus, and even now today, is still cramped and trying to get a get on one is crazy so i mean just imagine what it was without the skyliner being there but yeah it's it's completely transformed and i mean it makes it makes those resorts over there very attractive to stay at because they are not only a lower cost but because of that immediate access and you gotta
2: like step back and think about this too if you're staying in one of the epcot resorts you have Oodles upon oodles of options to.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say noodles. Yeah, I love noodles. I
2: mean, you got noodles options too. But, uh, but look at the transportation options they have just around the Epcot Resort area. Like, there's incredible opportunity to get anywhere you want to. You got the monorail that will take you to Magic Kingdom, and, and any of the uh, Magic Kingdom resorts. If you're going to dinner or. Uh, Wanted to go mm-hmm. visit some of those other resorts. You have that capability with the monorail. You can also visit any of the Skyliner uh, resorts. Yeah. And and there's a plethora of them <laughs> you know, yeah. that you have access to, not including the ones that you're already around with Epcot. So as far mm-hmm. as like finding activities to do, I think the people that are staying around Epcot resort areas really have it made. Um, Can't you take yeah. the boat
1: to Hollywood Studios as well? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. There you
2: go, and it's just—it's wild to think about that. But think of—you know—the All Star Resorts had that mm-hmm. same capability. That would change the entire game for that set of resorts. It really would. Yeah.
1: They're fantastic resorts. They don't deserve to be secluded like they are. Those resorts are right. so awesome.
2: And do you think that it? I guess this is a probably far-fetched question. Uh, but do you think they should tie in like Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon into some of these ideas?
0: I mean, maybe I could go either way with that. Right? That's like, how I feel. It could go either way. On the same, yeah. Like, and on one hand, yeah. I mean, that'd be convenient. But in the same time, like, if they go back to like shared amenities, like shared, like say it's a Skyliner, right? And they say, hey, all right, we're gonna start sharing gondolas again. I don't want someone soaking wet from yeah, exactly water park my thought, exactly. riding with me or leaving water behind for me to go sit in or you know, my child to sit in, and then I have to clean it up. Fair, like fair point. And that's plus you just think of like the safety issue too, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're dealing with something, you have to like hop onto while it's moving, and you have the liability to slip. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like that either. So, and plus with
1: it being a separate park ticket, anyways. It's already kind of its own entity. I mean, I I get the concept where it'd be convenient, but
0: eh. yeah, I mean, they do have the shuttles go like the buses going right from the resorts. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just not one of those that you're like, all right, we're going to hit the parks and now we're going to park hop to, you know, to the water parks. Now I don't, I don't feel like a lot of people do that. Like if you're going to those parks, you're going there to go there only. Yeah.
1: Plus it will be another reason for a price hike on, annual passes.
0: Yeah. Jeez. Capitalism. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Hey, sometimes it works. It works most of the time, actually. But
2: that's what, you know, we're, we're bringing this entire conversation. Like we started at poly and we ended up at blizzard beach, but (laughs) you know, to encapsulate it all, we're talking about what the adjustments are going to do to the resort. And does it spawn additional ideas For the rest of Disney. Um, Yeah. Because Destino Tower elevated what Coronado could be. Mm -hmm. Is that what their game plan is for Polly with this uh, DVC Tower? Are they going to look into, well, they've already updated um, the contemporary rooms. Yeah, So they've already done that grand floridian is always going to be grand floridian there's nothing that they could do to elevate that because it is absolutely gorgeous um
0: well and they are so they are they are doing something with grand floridian i'm glad you said that so really so they're They're adding yeah so they are yeah they are making new dvc rooms there they're so they're converting uh pre-existing standard hotel rooms uh i think around 200 rooms wow that's a lot dvc um and i'm very i'm very interested to see them because the conceptual designs and stuff of the room and room design brings a more modern feel but still keeping with the victorian inspired era that is grand floridian um so yeah they are that's going to be completed very soon wow um later this year so um uh, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what that is what that does, right? Like that's gonna open up you think about it, right? like there's here's more premium rooms, right? That people are D V C and then now you put DV, more D V C right next to right next to those. And so it's it's gonna be very interesting. Uh obviously the next domino to fall is gonna be contemporary. and and, you know that could be very very easily done that could before you know it cars
1: family suites art of animation are going to be dvc rooms that keep going yeah (laughs) i mean
0: that's
2: not too far-fetched to think either
0: no (laughs) no yeah yeah and and yeah i mean you could also say this. one thing we
2: the family suites that just got created at all star like Mm -hmm. five years down the road who's not to say that that might not be have dvc rooms on their property (laughs)
1: <laughs> they're I rooms mean I stayed in one when, when they first opened they're awesome
0: yeah I, there's a lot of people who still don't even know about those well well we've got a we've got an episode planned for that um oh. but uh but yeah like at least the DVCs have been reserved to the deluxe resorts for now right uh so we'll see if that we'll see if that changes or not hopefully not um because you are paying a very big premium for that DVC contract. So I couldn't see them doing DVC at a, a lower tier. Yeah. yeah just to leave the, that to, the,
1: the, to the, the top to tier resorts.
0: Yeah, I agree. But yeah, man, that was a great, um, great conversation. guys. Yeah, we got to air some things out. Yeah. It's healthy. Yeah. I think that's going to do it for this one, guys. I appreciate the conversation. As always, anytime, anytime.
2: Had a lot uh on our on our chest, on our shoulders. Say <laughs> so, uh, with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot, lot of information to be shared, and you know, we've uh, we've been needing to to air out some things too. So, yeah, good, good to get hey. the opportunity to record again and catch up with the boys.
1: Yeah, we. Yeah, get it. it ain't all, it ain't always rainbows and cupcakes. You know, we gotta we gotta speak our mind. We are free thinkers. So. Yeah. You, know, you get a nice. Can't uh, kiss Disney's ass every
2: day, <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's the facts.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll leave a big uh, to be continued on uh, on those subjects, and we'll we'll wait and see what happens. Um, on that note, make sure that you uh, follow us on Twitter for any news updates. We do like to use Twitter as our platform for any news updates uh, regarding Disney and Disney Parks and Disney Resorts. Uh, so we can, you can find us there at off the monorails. Uh, you can also find us on all the other socials, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube at off the monorails there as well. Um, you can go to our website off the Uh, you have access to all of our podcast episodes on demand, uh, past and present. Uh, you also have access to our blog that features write-ups of all the episodes as well as some dining reviews and some other experiences that we have uh, done personally at Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, we like to share just our, our own personal takes on on things. Um, and also you uh, share some, some photos and more details about those subjects there. So be sure to check the blog out. Um, as always, um, uh, we do appreciate Any support that you can for the show, if you'd like to do so, you can uh, find a support link in the episode description on the podcast platform that you're listening to us right now on. Uh, Just click the uh, buy us a coffee link, support the show by buying us a coffee or two. Uh, We do appreciate that. If you're on our website at offthemonorails.com, you can also click the uh, support link in the top right corner and buy us some coffees there. Um we do appreciate all of your support and we appreciate everyone listening. Um we know that uh you have many uh podcast options and uh disney uh opinion options and uh we're glad that you chose to take your time and listen to us. So we appreciate you guys. Uh we appreciate we appreciate you supporting the show. Absolutely. And uh, we got some we got a lot of uh new content coming. Um, we've got some, a lot of, we've got a lot of upcoming visits to the parks. Um, so be sure to check us out and follow us. And if you haven't done so already, uh, please, um, on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on, whether it's Apple podcasts, Spotify, or Google podcasts, Amazon music, et cetera. Uh, please use the rating feature, click on those stars, uh, leave us a rating, uh, type up a review for us real quick. Um, let everyone know, share it. Uh, share us uh, with everyone Uh, we appreciate it we like to continue to grow this channel we are seeing some great success and um, so far in this very young uh, podcast that we have um, we want to continue to grow and 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 uh, flourish so and
2: absolutely to to build on that as well uh, if you are a company branding etc looking for uh, sponsorship opportunities we are open to hear them out and uh give you a platform to to utilize so uh definitely get in contact with us
0: justin would like to say he's all ears
1: (laughs) i like what you did there thank you i appreciate
0: that i appreciate that i try put on the hat there all right with that being said guys that'll that'll do it for us today Uh, again we appreciate you listening and until next time i'm jordan i'm justin and i'm ryan and this is off the monorails